I'm Phil Nolan. I'm the Security Director for Assistance based in Dubai, and I oversee the management of client requests for information and also requests for assistance. And my role in all of this was to manage the incident management team on the ground in Turkey. Phil, when the earthquake happened on the 6th of February, can you describe our decision making process and how quickly we were able to respond to what was happening? Yeah, sure. So when we first heard of what happened on on the 6th, we didn't really understand the true extent of the destruction, clearly. Um, But we knew almost immediately that our provider on the ground would have difficulty with moving vehicles and to support logistically. So we knew that was going to be a pronounced challenge in that space. And we also knew that vehicles have been commandeered um, by the authorities. So they would be supporting the search and rescue efforts, for example, uh, and supporting the distribution of aid, which then we also knew would put on greater weight on, uh, on demand of vehicles. So we knew that we had to get something moving into Turkey to support our clients on the ground. And how quickly were we able to get our team into Turkey? From the Monday the 6th of Feb to, to the moment we understood about the earthquakes, we were able to deploy uh, into Turkey on Tuesday the 7th, early on Tuesday the 7th. And then we then forward moved the team, uh, the incident management team through to Kayseri, central Turkey, by the morning of Wednesday the 8th of Feb. Given the situation with the two earthquakes and aftershocks, I mean, that must have been a worrying time for the team involved. Yes, for sure. Um, obviously, there's a developing situation there. Um, we didn't expect necessarily that that large second earthquake to, to follow the first significant one. Um, so there was the understanding that there could be a third, fourth. Clearly, there were tremors and aftershocks um, the whole time that we were looking at the deployment. So there's all the other considerations, not just to support people on the ground, but also the security and safety of our people on the ground as well, and their accommodation needs uh, and real life support for them on the ground. What resources was International SOS able to put into place given the emergency and the response to the earthquake? Like I was saying, in terms of having the issues with accessing vehicles uh, on the ground in Turkey, we were able to leverage the network that we had through our trusted provider to get hold of vehicles within Istanbul to then road move those through to Kayseri, where the incident management team uh, has been based. And with those vehicles, we needed to make sure that we had the, the right support, clearly. So we had a team leader as well join us who provided significant value in understanding what was possible, but particularly with the additional complexities of the state of emergency in the south. We also had Gizem Achar, um, our, our Turkish national uh, security manager um, based in London, who had been moved through to Turkey. With our experience both within International SOS and also the NGO and journalism sectors within Turkey, she was able to leverage her network to support us in our information requirements and understanding what was going on on the ground. So we had two vehicles, Gizem, a team leader, and also a medic that we were joined by to provide immediate medical cover to the team and to our clients for any requests, uh, but also uh, that medic was also able to give us additional context and capability around medical related information requests. And as the situation evolved, can you describe how you were able to sort of set up intelligence gathering and, and how that shapes our assistance capability? So on the information gathering side of things, Kayseri was a really key point. It was the hub for people arriving into country to be able to get into uh, the more stricken areas to the south and also people who were able to get out of the stricken areas in the south through uh, on their way north to get to an area of more stability. 
So Kayseri very quickly in the first couple of days was this hub of information that Gazem in particular was able to tap into with her network. So we got a, a live feed, if you will, of understanding of what was taking place uh, slightly further to the south. Couple that with our understanding of uh, the environment, both on the medical side and on the, the security side, we were able to to understand what was happening in near real time in the, the more impacted areas in the south. And how would you say we were able to adapt our responses to meet the fresh challenges as the situations unfolded? Well, one of the main things that we had to focus on was how we could get in and out of various locations without fully understanding the extent of the damage. And that was largely because of the uh, the communications that was uh, not available at that stage because of the, uh, the damage caused by the earthquakes. So we had to leverage our human intelligence network to be able to understand what was possible in certain locations. And that's really where the incident management team came into its own with Gazem and her background and her network, as well as having the team leader to be able to give us that granular detail of, of what is possible in those locations through their own existing networks. On top of that, we would also engage with the authorities to understand what was possible from an official line before we uh, we were able to then get on the ground to support our clients. How important would you say was it to actually be in Turkey to be able to help? Absolutely vital. I think the information feed that we were able to get uh, directly from those who had either been recently in impacted areas and the information we were able to get ourselves from our engagement in those locations, it was absolutely key to understanding that granular detail to be able to pass that to our to our clients for them to make the right decisions, whether to stay, whether to leave, um, to support people with engaging with search and rescue teams as well, and how to do that um, at a local level. All of those details were only achievable by us being on the ground in Turkey. And now the response has moved from this initial search and rescue phase. How is that shaping what we're doing now? So at this stage, like you say, um, it's moving from the search and rescue phase through to more deep, uh, deep phases of aid distribution, reconstruction, and clearly with those those additional challenges and in those new phases, there will be additional challenges that that rise for uh, for our clients and we'll be there to meet those. So the, the very general request that we're likely to still see will be understanding what's possible in terms of internal and international relocation, movement requests in general within the country and general planning around what's safe in terms of from a medical perspective and also from a security perspective um, to be able to continue to operate within the country. Going forward, what sort of challenges do you think we'll face? So for us, there will be the challenges that our clients will have to face. So understanding how the distribution of aid can be accessed for those that are in stricken areas. We'll be looking at what is possible from a road movement perspective, so into those areas and out, and then also looking at the secondary elements and tertiary elements that, that may impact on the security environment. So those protests that we've seen, potential looting as well in some locations and how that can impact on our clients and their operations. A week after the earthquakes happened, is there a changing nature to what uh, what we're doing to help the people who were in the country at the time of the earthquake? Yes. So we are moving from the sort of more acute phase of needing to move people out of the, the stricken areas into areas of more stability into a uh, a more business as usual support on the ground now. So there is greater flight availability, for example, for movement throughout the country and also internationally. There's opening of major routes 
So that was we saw that relatively early, actually, in uh, Sunday, Monday um, this week. And there's also increased um, availability on the accommodation side, too. So the the ability to move through the country and be able to support that movement through the country is becoming more permissive day by day. Um, so the requirements to move those individuals from the stricken areas in the south through to the north are becoming less day by day. Phil, thanks so much for your time and insight.